The following pre-recorded program is brought to you by Wrestling with the Inner Man. Welcome to Wrestling with the Inner Man, because the first fight we face each and every day is a fight with our flesh. Do we listen to our selfish, sinful nature or to divine nature guided by the Holy Spirit? Your host, David Savage, is a product of the West Texas desert and energy industry who recently received the biggest promotion of his life, reporting directly to the top boss, God. We hope you're ready to rumble because wrestling with the inner man begins now. Good evening, WWM listeners, and happy Mother's Day to all our mom listeners out there. Moms are sensitive, and we have a sensitive subject to discuss today. Much is being made of gender dysphoria, diversity, and LGBTQ plus agendas, most notably the Disney Corporation wading into Florida education state laws. It's time to tackle this issue head on with unwavering biblical truth, something that seems to be seriously lacking in most news coverage these days. Another source of truth is a testimony of someone who has experienced a great deal in this extremely confusing and poorly understood world of torment. My guest today is evangelist Michael Fernandez, someone who has experienced this torment firsthand and lived a period of his life as a transsexual prostitute. I won't add any more to his introduction because this is his courageous story to tell about a lengthy and grueling wrestling match with his inner man. Michael, welcome to Wrestling with the Inner Man. Hey, man, it's an honor to be here and and uh, to be able to share my testimony that it might help and relieve the parents or family members who have issues with that and their family members or friends and how God set me free from transgender sin. Praise God. Praise God, yes, and that's, that is the way out. So why don't you begin uh, with a brief history of the abuse you endured <clears throat> at the hands of your babysitter in childhood and how that opened the door to your wrestling with demons and sinful desires at an early age. Yes, uh, before I go further, uh, remember, if you want to see the picture before and after, so it's on Jesus11.com. You can see it in the bookstore. Okay, the, when I first got saved at the age of 13, at Lakewood Church, Pastor John Osteen, before that happened, as a child of five or six years old, my grandmother used to take care of me and then used to have this babysitter, male babysitter, across the, the yard, and uh, and he abused me sexually and how he said, you broke my watch, and if you don't do this, uh, I'm going to tell your grandma. So I was only five. I was scared. And I remember, but when he took me to the room, it's just like a block. I can't remember exactly what happened because it was it was probably horrible, and and it tormented me for the rest of my life. Of course, God says to forgive those individuals. Mm-hmm. And then when I got saved at the age of thirteen, uh, I started ministering as a young man, and I prayed, but I still had those thoughts in my mind, but I did not practice homosexuality, but I was being tormented, and I didn't know how to deal with it. Even though I ministered as a young man, young boy, I used to minister and pray for the sick, and, and God would give me words of prophecy for people. It was so accurate, and, and I had visions of Jesus and all that, And but here I was still being tormented with that spirit, and I didn't know how to go about getting rid of right. that issue. Well, so... I like William Grinnell. He wrote this uh, 
three books called The Christian and Complete Armor, and he has a, a series of daily readings that I uh, enjoy reading. And here's one of his readings, and I think this kind of captures a little bit of the picture, you know, that we're trying to paint. You know, it says some wrestle because they are pressed into service. Their slavish fears frighten them and keep them from their lusts for the moment. Mm-hmm. But the real combat for such a wrestler is between his conscience and his will rather than between his soul and his lusts. In such a case, the will at last prevails, for a lust held in check but not discarded grows wild as a trapped stallion. And I love that image, you know, a trapped stallion. So finally the conscious can no longer hold the reins nor sit in the saddle, but is thrown down. Then lust rages where it can have its fullest meal and will continue to gorge itself until conscious revives and runs to God for help. But I'd like for you, Michael, to help our listeners understand that torment that you experienced as someone who fought such a battle between your conscience and your will, attempting to keep the trapped stallion of your lusts in check with your will alone. In your testimony, you said that this battle lasted from your teens until you were 25 years old when you finally succumbed to Satan because you felt you couldn't live your life as a hypocrite. Yes, uh, as I was uh, young and, and also was ordained by John Osteen, I was 18, I remember. I used to travel and minister and, and had great meetings. Miracles were happening. Here I was thinking the most filthy things about having sex with men, even though I did not practice it. So I felt like a hypocrite. And then no one was teaching how to uh, cast down those evil imaginations. All they were teaching is about prosperity. Nothing is wrong with prosperity. It's just that uh, people need to teach the individual, once you get saved, you're going to have to deal with the demon you were delivered from and how to deal with it afterwards. Uh, yeah, they got saved, they got delivered, but what happens when the temptation comes? So I resigned from the church, and then when I went into uh, homosexuality, transgender, and I started dressing, taking female hormones, then I started going to prostitution, and it was it was inside... Uh, and me, I, I loved the high at that time to be able to deceive men that they were, they thought I was a woman. And, of course, my voice was more feminine. The female hormones I was taking, I had breasts, my hair was growing. And I used to do dance contests against real women, and I used to beat them. And after I beat them in the nightclubs, I used to say, my name is Michael. And, of course, they were very upset. But I was in the gutter of sin. I was a, the, uh, To me, I was the biggest queen of the devil, but God delivered me from that bondage in time. And then I, I understand, no matter if it's homosexuality, it could be drugs or sex, perversion, God is able to set us free. But no one was teaching that. I don't mean to condemn the people. Tell them the good news that they're able to be set free, like God set me free. But I was to the point that I got frustrated with myself. I even had dreams and visions of me preaching the gospel. And to the point that I wake up, my significant other said, why are you preaching? And, and I said, I, and I, I argued with him. And then to the point the devil came to me in my, says, if you really love Jesus, why don't you kill yourself so you won't hurt him anymore? To me, I thought that was the best solution. And that's what happens with people where they don't know how to solve a problem. They take matters and listen to the lies of the devil like I did. And I did take the medication, painkillers, the whole bottle. And as I took those pills, I said, Lord, I'd rather be dead to continue hurting you because I don't know how to deal with this demon. And as I was falling down, 
Jesus spoke to me in audible voice. He said, Son, you will live and not die to proclaim my works and the good news to help others that are bound by that spirit. And then I asked him, Did you make homosexuals? Did you make morphodites? Did you? And he says, Read Romans 5.12. And as you read Romans 5.12, it says, because the one man sins, sin into the world and death in part unto all men. That's meaning that when we were born in this world, we were born in sin, separated, alienated from God, and we were enemies of God and we're destined to hell because of Adam. But see, the second Adam came to restore us back to the Father. But see, the reason why a homosexual is born with his desire is not that God made him that way. Yes, they were born that way because of Adam, not God. God did not make a homosexual. God did not make a liar, a cheater, a thief. See, he made a perfect man, but that perfect man ushered us into the kingdom of darkness. Be the good news, you can be born again and set free and translated from the kingdom of darkness. Then I ask him, what about the Morphodite? What, they have two sexes. He said, I did not make freak of nature. I said, the reason why people born with Down syndrome or with two sexes or with sickness and disease or demon, because when you were born in this world, you were born separated from God. You were born in sin. Your spirit, soul, and body, and your chemistry and DNA was tainted with sin. That's the reason why people were born with uh, defects or people with two sexes. It's not that I made them that way <clears throat> or, or, or because they were born with those desires. So now I saw the light. And most preachers and pastors in some well-known churches, they don't know this and how to explain to the people. Because all they do, they're going, you're going to go to hell. The homosexuals know. I knew I was going to hell. You know, but that this is abomination. They all know that. They can memorize it backwards, you know. But the thing about it, they don't explain Romans 5.12. Yes, you were born out because of Adam, not God. God said, let no man say I tend to with evil. So when I seen the light, I said, wow. So the power, and then, and that's what helped me to realize that I was lied to by Satan and, 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 and the church because the lack of helping the community who are bound by that spirit, even with parents whose children, they want to be little girls or little boys, the girls being, so the problem with that is that the parent doesn't, are not educated or trained how to minister to them. Just like I explained Romans 5.12, you explain to the child, even though they're intellectually can't understand, but their spirit man understand. You sit down with him, explain to him as a parent, not a friend, a parent. Explain to him about the birds and the bees. Just because you have suggestions or temptation doesn't mean that God made you that way. And explain to him when you were born in sin, you were born with those desires, not because God made you. It's because we're born in sin because of Adam. That's the reason why you have those desires. And you and as a parent need to lay hands on the child, not beat him up. No, pray. Feed them the word of God and tell them who they are, that they are a child of God and they're boys, if they're girls, they're girls. And that God, and then explain to them that it's an abomination to God. But don't beat them, feed them the word of God. Let me, let me interject here because uh, I do want to cover that a little yeah. bit more, but I want yeah. to go back to your own personal story because, you know, you, here you had really tried to take your own life. Yes. And so then, then you had 
you know, this, uh, you know, impression with Jesus and you were saved and, you, you know, he gave you your mission, which, you know, is, is tremendous. You know, you were mm-hmm. on the front line of, of a battle that's really raging right now. Right. But in that battle, it wasn't like overnight. You just suddenly didn't have. Tell us about how you had to pray, you know, about your eyes yeah. and your yes, hands yes. and, you know, how you have to bind spirits. I yes. think that's really yes. uh, important See, for our audience to understand. It, um, it's an individual. Uh, you have to understand, when I got back to the Lord, I had to kick my significant other. I went through a living hell fighting with him. And I told him I belong to Jesus. And I don't no longer belong to him or to the devil or to myself because I was bought with the price. Of course, if anybody who's been delivered from drugs or addictions or homosexuality or pornography or whatever, you're going to be battling with the same demon you've been delivered from. Don't think that devil's not going to come and tempt you. As long as we're in this body, we're going to be tempted. But one of the things I had problem was wet dreams. You you can't look at me or hear me act like you never had those. I don't care how holy thou are. Whatever past you were delivered from, the devil will come with you in your dreams of your past life. And I said, Lord, this filthy dream of being, being with these men, what do I do, God? And God spoke to me in the Spirit I says, you need to speak to that demon. I said, what do you mean? What did I do when I was in the desert? I says, I rebuke and use the word of God against Satan when I was tempted. I said, you need to do the same thing. So I said, so you mean I need to speak to that spirit who spoke to me last night? I said, yes. So I got him. I began to I said, you foul devil, you spirit. They visit me with me having sex with these men. I rebuke you. I serve notice to you. You have no power over me. I'm a new creature. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And I rebuke you and cast you into the sea. And I plead the blood of Jesus around me. Though you rise against me one way, you'll flee from me seven ways in Jesus' name. When I begin to do that, it comes back again. And again, I hit him with the word of God. And it comes back. And, when, and before you know it, it stopped. Because it stopped for a season. Then it'll come back later on. But I'm ready. Because just like a Coca-Cola bottle, you put water in that Coke, and before you know that Coke's gone, but it's clear. You're accustomed to believing, feeling, and desiring the 30 or 40 years of sin, adultery, pornography, or homosexuality way of thinking. Your spirit man is born again, but your soul and your flesh needs to line up with your spirit man. But the way to check your soul and your flesh is by renewing your mind in verse Romans 12, 1 and 2. Renew your, in other words, submit your body as the living sacrifice, which is your reasonable service. And that's what I did. I began to pit the word of God. And when the devil come again, I, it falls off of me like water or dust. And then also, I'm at a restaurant, and I just got delivered, and there is a six-foot-tall man. I am muscle-bound, and, and that was my type of tea. And the devil said, look at him. And I look at my eyes were just roaming, and I said, oh, Lord. I said, Lord, my eyes, I'm just looking at the. I said, speak to your eyes. I said, you mean speak to it? I said, yes. I began to speak to my eyes. I command you to line up with the word of God. You're an instrument of righteousness, not an instrument of unrighteousness. I command you to line up. You're a temple of the Holy Ghost. You're a new creature. Old things has passed away. Behold, all things become new. Now, my eyes are a temple of the Holy Ghost, but my spirit, man, my eyes need to line up with the word of God. I begin to check my soul, my spirit, soul, and body. I begin to speak to my body to line up with the 
Word of God. If you're doing things to yourself in bed, uh, you're accustomed to, oh, that's only normal. No, because the Bible says if you look at a woman or a man when you're masturbating, you're fantasizing, you've already committed that sin. So that it's a sin. And that's what I told when I preached in the, in the, in the prison. I asked them, how are you living behind closed doors and under the sheets? That's who you really are. I says, if you're a seesaw Christian, one day victory, one day defeat. Believe me, God taught me how to walk in victory and def- walk in more as the conqueror and be holy as he is holy. And I understand it now. But the scriptures that really helped me is 1 Corinthians 1, 9, 1, 18. It said, is the power of the cross is to, is, is foolishness to the world, but is life and power to them that believe. Until you believe. Jesus told me, do you believe that I, when I die, was sufficient to break the power of sin? Yes. Well, then you must believe. When you begin to believe that, then you walk in victory. In Romans 8, 2, uh, let's read that. I want to make, this is to help you to understand. It says, uh, remember Romans five twelve, Adam activated sin, correct? And because of him, we're in this issue. Okay. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So when Jesus came and died on the cross, he destroyed the works of the enemy. He deactivated what Adam activated. So now when I seen that truth, I say, wow. So when the devil tempts me, he say, wait a minute, Satan. You have nothing in me. According to Corinthians 5.17, it says, I am a new creature. Old things has passed away. Your power has been brought. I begin to speak to that spirit. You need to speak to that mountain and command it to line up with the word of God. If your body's tempting you, you command your eyes, your hands. As your hands, you're a temple of the Holy Ghost. I refuse to do things to myself. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And that spirit is talking to me. And my flesh, I command it to line up with the word God, and that foul spirit I cast into the sea, plead the blood of Jesus around me. Though you rise against me one way, you'll flee from me seven ways. That's what happened. When I began to take authority and cast down those evil, that's when I began to live holy behind closed doors. If you're a Christian, how are you living behind closed doors when your wife is not looking? Oh, that's a fantastic <laughs> testimony. And remember those scriptures. So it's First Corinthians one eighteen uh-huh. and Romans five twelve and Romans eight two. Yes, for those yes, and then Romans and then Romans six also. It's, well, yeah. That's so right. that so I have a, a friend, uh, a very good friend, long term friend, and he's got a granddaughter now who's seventeen, uh-huh. and she's decided that she wants to be a boy, and uh-huh. he's really struggling with this, and he's about to take her on vacation. For two weeks, uh-huh. and you know she wants to be called by this boy's name, and and he asked me. He said, you know, I'm going to be. I, I was telling him about meeting with you. So, how should uh, a Christian who's dealing with a situation like this in his family, and and actually even a uh, a parent who's accommodating, because they say, oh, I don't want to cut my child off. Uh, how should a Christian deal with a situation like that, where a, a child is deciding or telling them they want to be uh, another sex? Well, in, in my book, I mentioned to this lady, um, she came up to me at Lakewood. She says, I heard your testament, but my son wants to be a, a girl. But I don't have the heart to tell him because I don't want her to feel. Oh, really? And then I ask him, what if he's involving drugs? Oh, I'll slap him. I'll put him in check and I'll send him to rehab. Wait a minute. 
what's the difference between that demon and this demon? Sin is sin in the sight of God. So if you have a, a Thanksgiving dinner, you would invite your your son to allow to bring him his significant other to the house. Well, because I don't want to be loving. It's so wait a minute. You have to remember with the scripture, if you love your parents or your children or family members or friends or anybody more than God, because you refuse to tell the truth, you're not worthy of God. I don't care how you say you're holy, you love Jesus. You're going to have to put your foot down in the love of God, not beat him. You just tell your daughter or son, look, I love you, but your significant other cannot come. But I can't do that. I said, well, then what if your daughter or son was a drug addict? Will you allow him to bring in the drug lord, the druggie who sells them the drug, to welcome in their home, embrace them? No, I says, you're contradicting you, ma'am. You, you had to be firm. You need to stop being a friend and being a parent. I'm not a parent. Paul wasn't a parent. He was able by the Spirit to give advice regarding uh, marriage and so on. So by the Spirit, I'm telling you according to the Word, you need to tell the truth according to Ezekiel 3.18. Uh, well, we shouldn't just wait a minute, ma'am. Ezekiel 3.18 says, because it says 3.18, remember, y'all, because he says, if you see a Christian or a righteous man or a sinner in sin and do not tell him of their sin, your, their blood will be in your hands. Well, I don't shouldn't. I said, no, the word of God is you, says, as you freely receive, you need to give. In other words, as freely you receive Jesus, you need to share the gospel as you got saved. Well, Michael, my wife and I have been uh, watching the Chosen television series and in it, the demon-possessed people, the lepers, and others who are condemned by the Pharisees are healed by Jesus, and some are even called into his ministry. You know, these scenes are very well done and, and convict the Pharisee in my own heart. So I just want to thank you for the courage you have demonstrated to publicly speak about your life and how you were born again as a new creation in Christ. And can you wrap up by just telling us the, the name of your ministry your website address, and how people listening might reach out to you for help or to support your ministry. Yes, yeah, I'm a nonprofit. My name is Evangelist Michael Fernandez with Michael Fernandez Ministry. At, you could go to my website. It's real easy. Jesus11.com. And you could look at the book. Uh, you could order my book online on Amazon, The Power of the Cross, How God Delivered Me, and The Gifts of the Holy Ghost. Remember, Jesus 11.com. Okay, Jesus11.com. That's yes, the website. And, so, and then all the other information yes, about your book and yeah, how to on, contact you. So, yes, if they want to support your ministry yes, or give, they can also do yes, that there. Well, folks, uh, you know, uh, this is, like I said, it's Mother's Day. It's a sensitive topic, but Pastor Michael Fernandez is very, very courageous. And uh, this is something that we all have to do. And I think that Ezekiel 3 uh, 18 is the scripture. We, we must stand up and speak truth and it might be uncomfortable but it's what god has taught us and so uh, i also want to encourage you to call prism specialties you know when you need restoration for your electronics textiles or artwork after misfortune visits your home and belongings they're our sponsor of our show and uh, we just deeply appreciate their sponsorship so remember prism specialties and if you got any other suggestions or want to give us feedback about this particular show uh, email us at wrestlingwiththeinnerman at gmail.com. That's wrestlingwiththeinnerman at gmail.com to offer input, suggestions, or feedback on any of our programs. And real quickly, I'd like to just close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, there are demons that have been unleashed across the world today, and there are legions of them. And I just thank you for people on the front line like 
Michael Fernandez, who are fighting the good fight. And his story is so powerful because he's lived that life. He's speaking truth. He's experienced it. And he's out there battling. And I just ask that you would bless him. And and for anybody who's heard this message and, and felt convicted by things that he said, give them the power to bind those spirits and to heal. And we just know that you're the great physician. Heal all those who are suffering with sexual sins because we're all sinners. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. AM 1070, The Answer, awesome. Wrestling with the Inner Man. Thanks for listening to Wrestling with the Inner Man with David Savage. We believe the winners in this ring courageously follow God's word, love and protect God's woman, excel at God's work, betters God's world and his children. For more information, reach out to David at wrestlingwiththeinnerman at gmail.com. That's wrestlingwiththeinnerman at gmail.com. Tune in next time as Wrestling with the Inner Man tackles more tough topics to train up a generation of better men.